Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. A post on Reddit has shaken betting markets as it pertains to the NFL draft. What a world we live in. Good Tuesday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, Supertalk TV, and of course on your Supertalk Mississippi radio stations. Glad to be with you alongside Michael Borky and Brian Haydad. I'm Richard Cross. We're coming to you as always from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. You can visit them online at pearlriverresort.com or go to the Dancing Rabbit website, dancingrabbitgolf.com. You can book your tee time or plan your trip today to Pearl River Resort. Love to hear from you. C Spire text line 601-879-4395 for the best in wireless internet. Well, two different things. I, I, I guess you could have wireless internet. Wireless service, internet service like fiber to the home and business IT solutions. Visit cspire.com or stop by one of their stores today. Good afternoon. Governor's Cup is coming up tonight. Yeah. I am not sure the level of anticipation for that game in comparison to some years along the way. Uh, or maybe I am sure. Maybe, maybe I am sure that there's not just a ton of anticipation for that game. Tonight, which is patient. Yeah, wait for it, Ada. What's yeah. up, fellas? Good to be with you. Always good to be with you guys. The Reddit thing is cracking me up. Honestly, I hope so, it works. I hope it works too. So, for for those of you that didn't know what Richard was talking about, uh, Reddit, which is uh, like a message board for literally anything you can think of, anything. If you are interested, oh, yeah, I planned on us telling the story, not just yeah. assuming that people do oh. it. That's just kind of a tease to get us there. Like, if you are interested in John biomechanics, Wick, yeah, there's a Reddit board for for, for that. that. If John Wick Two, just John Wick Two, is your favorite movie. You can find a message board a Reddit on Reddit that. where they just talk about and meme and stuff John Wick too, or bourbon, or stamp collecting, or anything. I, I look at the World. Reddit barbecue forum all the time. There you get go. ideas to, to cook stuff. Yeah, anything that you are interested in, and somebody else 
with an Internet access point has an interest in that, there's a group of people willing to talk about it. Yep. And in this case, it was a, uh, a draft Reddit message board. where Which some... I would assume is a community that has a lot of interested people. Yeah. And uh, apparently, according to a Reddit poster, Will Levis, again, according to a Reddit poster, this mm -hmm. is not Will Levis in an interview, not him doing a podcast. This is a anonymous Reddit poster. Creates a post where he says Will Levis is telling people close to him that the Panthers have informed him that he's going number one overall. That is the only thing that has happened. And the betting markets in Will Levis's odds to go number one have drastically, and I mean drastically, changed in favor of Will Levis going number one overall. Thanks to Reddit. One post. That's all it is. Well, I wish that the, the name for the Reddit guy was better. That's the only thing that bothers me. Yeah, what is it's it? It's sale, uh, sale Agreeable 2834. I mean, don't you want it to be something like, you know, something maybe we couldn't say on the air? Like, you know, hey, uh, big so-and-so 69420 is, uh, is telling everybody that Will Levis is going to be the number one overall pick. What I really hope is that Sale Agreeable 2834 is Bryce Young. <laughs> he's just trying to he's just trying to get 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 some pressure off him. I don't know. I don't know what I hope in that situation. I just know that I I, I want more from the username than Sale Agreeable 2834. Yeah. So I don't know where you you guys lost me or I lost you, but I was going to ask you a question about Reddit. Like, I know what it is, I know it exists, I've looked at it, but I don't find it as something that is particularly easy to navigate, but correct within the Reddit community, communities, don't most Reddit groups and subgroups have some posters who are considered to be more knowledgeable or in the know or, you know, yeah. good sources of information, like on most message boards? Yeah, like any other message board, yeah. So... What was the guy's name that made the post? Sale Agreeable 2834. Do we know anything about his reputation on the draft board? No. At Reddit? I have no, no idea. Don't, do not. Hmm. All right, so the draft betting market is known for volatility. Story at ESPN says normally that type of odds movement would be monumental. But a tweet or a new mock draft can move the odds quickly and significantly. The rush of action on Levis is believed to have been triggered by this single post on Reddit that claimed he was, quote, telling friends and family Carolina will, in fact, take him on Thursday. A DraftKings spokesperson told ESPN, given the nature of the draft... We drastically cut the price based on this action and eventually came to a price where the bets stopped. We're still seeing some small bets trickle through at the current price, but the speculation is all the action was off the back of this Reddit post. Caesars took a pair of $500 bets on Will Levis from a better in Illinois at 16-1. to 1. 
and they took an $825 bet on Levis at 12 to 1 from a better in Colorado. All three placed this morning after the Reddit post went up at around 8 a.m. Mike Gwiz, a 26-year-old better, saw the Reddit post early on Tuesday, and he quickly put $10 on Levis at 35 to 1. 20 minutes later, the odds moved to 4 to 1. Gosh. It's, it's, a, that $10 can move the market like that. That's really weird. But secondly, does this, maybe it's just me, it reminds me of the, uh, the Robin Hood GameStop thing. Yeah. When the, when the masses are using social media and using you know, their, their combined power to move markets. In one case, it was the stock market. In this case, it's a, a gambling market. It's just random people on the Internet working together in some way to do this. Has oh, oh, Bryce Young's cool. odds changed? Because if no, Bryce... still the odds on favorite. But, but have they changed? Even if he's the favorite. If they've gotten a little worse, there's a big brain play to be had there. Oh, yeah. You immediately go and you put yeah. money on Bryce Young. Yeah. The odds have gotten better. Carolina should be jumping all over this on social media, by the way. There should be, like, you know, a picture of, like, they should be having a video of their mascot logged into Reddit. You find out he's sale agreeable 2834. I can't. That's that's the most underrated part of the draft, by the way, is the the, the content, the videos and stuff that come out from these. It's really good from the teams. Yeah, there's, uh, there's good stuff there. Schedule release is the is the best though. That that is the best sports yeah. social media content night of the year. Absent reading message boards after the egg bowl, but besides, besides FanDuel <laughs> has Bryce Young minus fourteen hundred, which means you got to bet fourteen hundred dollars to win a hundred on that. Will Levis is plus eight hundred. C.J. Stroud plus twenty five hundred. It really does feel like young to the Panthers. Uh, I mean, it. It's big. Not. It's a big risk for Carolina. Uh, it just it, you know trading away what they've got. They they did bring in uh, Andy Dalton uh, to to kind of be that that veteran mentor who who possibly could start and like not screw it up for you early if if the young quarterback's not ready. That they've gone all in on, on whoever they pick. And I, I do love that this cracks me up so much. Well, Carolina's, uh, I've seen this today. Carolina is undecided about who they're taking, number one. No, they are not. No, they're not. They know who they're picking. They traded up knowing who they are picking. Same yep. thing with San Francisco. They traded up to take Trey Lance. There was this, well, they're not sure. It could be Mac Jones. No, they are absolutely sure. You don't pull the trigger on that if you're undecided about quarterback. They've known for weeks who's going number one. Jimbo says not familiar with prop bets. Are there odds against Levis not going number one like a field bet? I mean, if you were taking Levis versus the field for the number one or the field versus Levis, I mean, your odds would be so incredibly long. There would be no value there whatsoever. I mean... If if you've got Bryce Young at minus fourteen hundred to go one overall, taking the field against Will Levis to go number one would be like. I mean, they wouldn't offer it. 
astronomical. No. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Just getting started. We'll be right back. Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Will you ever get so excited that you just can't wait? Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial! Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Perhaps a song that on Wednesday night they should be playing inside FedEx Forum because the Memphis Grizzlies better keep believing. They may be believing that they're headed to the house here before long. Congratulations to Brian Haydad's Los Angeles Lakers. No, no, don't you dare. I see what you're doing. It's not over yet. I'm not. I'm not. Um, Congratulations to Brian Haydad's Los Angeles Lakers on last night's win. That was an epic basketball game that was partially marred by terrible three-point shooting on both teams. Memphis led 97-90 to with, what, five minutes left in the fourth quarter? Six minutes left in the fourth quarter? Yeah. The biggest star... In that game, was the biggest star. Is the biggest star. LeBron, in his 20th year in the NBA, played 45 minutes. 45 minutes. He drew two huge charges. One in which John Morant quite literally tried to hurdle him. And he got to about chest high. Shoulder high before he made Kyle. I mean, <laughs> he, he, was, he was not far from it. I mean, never mind the fact that LeBron wasn't actually set. He still did a good job standing in and taking the charge. You think he was set? You giving him the benefit of the doubt? He was set. Ah, I'll give him the benefit, yeah. Of course you'd think that. But how about this? LeBron came the uh, became the fifth Laker all time and the first sent Shaq to have a 20-point, 20-rebound game. 20 points and 20 rebounds. The other four to have done it, Kareem, Elgin Baylor, Shaq, and... Oh, Wilt Chamberlain. He was the other one. Those are the four. Pretty good group. And Al LeBron. He's hurt, too. He's he's not 100%. Oh, yeah. He needs surgery. He needs to get his foot worked on. But Do you know what the most amazing stat for me, though, is? Hmm. 20th year for LeBron James in the NBA. How many triple doubles has he had? 200, maybe? I I, I don't know. I don't know. doesn't matter. Regular season or playoff. 20 years in the NBA. He's played like three seasons worth of playoff games in it, or two seasons worth of playoff games in it. He has never before had a game with 20 rebounds. Never. Yeah, that was his first one, yeah. That is incredible to me that LeBron James has never had a 20-rebound game. Like, accidentally. 107 triple-doubles, by the way. 107. 
Yeah. Seems it, good. 107 it, in the regular season. Right. 136 career. Yeah. Um, not counting playoff stats. I get it, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's done this. Do playoff stats count in the NBA? Toward career numbers? No. They do not. N- no. You have, you have you have regular you have your career numbers and your playoff numbers. Okay. And, and he's done this with with his co-star not being Anthony Davis has not been good. Yeah, but he was pretty good last That's night a, at the end. At I the mean, end. like he had he, he had he was, six he was, points and been, ten rebounds, but then he was great Saturday night. He was fantastic. Davis was but yeah, last night. Like yeah, he, he was struggling. Yeah, yeah struggling LeBron's greatness is as the headline, but you, you can't not talk about Memphis. They, they they have talked about it and they've talked about it and they've talked about it and they are not about it. Credit to Draymond Green, which I can't believe I'm saying, but he said. <laughs> Back, back during, Clip it. I know, right? But he said during the season, because they asked about a Grizzlies-Warriors rivalry, and he said it's not a rivalry until both people win something. And the Grizzlies haven't won anything. So they can't be anybody's rival until they win. And, buddy, he was spot on. John mm-hmm. Morant in that interview talking about how, eh, I'm not worried about the West. And he started talking about the Bucks and, and Boston, who he's going to see in the finals. And then Dylan the Brooks from the way out. Too. We're probably not going to see the Bucks in the finals. How, how about the Bucks being down uh, what they are in the series, and they're still eleven point favorites in the next game? Uh, Playoff Jimmy coming. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Butler is, is just special, but incredible. Uh, I mean, Dylan Brooks has become such a clown in all this because if you're gonna be a villain, then be a villain. Don't be a villain. And talk about how you don't respect LeBron and he's old and all that. And then when you get beat, it, it's so simple. It, it, if you want to continue being a villain, go to your press conference. Don't skip them. That's cowardly, man. Skipping press conferences? Yeah, what a joke. It's the media. It's a bunch of nerdy dudes. What, what are they going to do to you? Go talk to them. All he had to do was say, still hadn't gotten 40 yet. It's all you have to do. Just get, lean into series it. Series isn't over yet. It, series isn't over. He hadn't gotten 40 yet. When Whatever. I said 40, I didn't mean points and rebounds combined. Yeah. I, Remember when he used yeah. to be able to score? Lean into it. But but this. Now, exactly. now the get problem is the most important bucket of the game, what, of course, was LeBron. But right it, over him. Guarded by? Well, what? Brooks. Brooks. Yeah. The, the, yes, the, the tying but Yeah. No, no, the the, the the one where he got the and one that, that put the game the, on the ice. Overtime. Oh, okay, the overtime. yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that sent it to overtime was Tillman, yeah. I thought. Yeah. But um, yeah, either way, no, no, he, he got over Jackson on that one, too. But but lean into it. If you're going to be all tough and just a hard guy and uh, lean into this villain role, and then the second you get beat, you yeah. cower? I mean, again, credit yeah. to Draymond Green. I can't stand him. I, I think the NBA let, it gives him such a long leash, he's a punk. But guess what? And Michael Jordan said it best. It's really easy to talk when you win. And from that documentary from a couple years ago, he said, I respect the guys that talk when they're losing. I respect the guys that talk when it's 0-0. I don't respect the guys that only talk when they win. That's the Grizzlies. They only talk when they win. They avoid press conferences when they lose. That's fake bad boy stuff right there. Lean into the role and win something before you talk. But just Which it's fake bad boy stuff might kind of be a good way to describe the Grizzlies? Yeah, they kind of are. Yeah. I feel bad. That's kind of what a lot of people Jimmy have Butler. said about Ja. Like with some of his off the court yeah. stuff, he's like yeah. a fake yeah, trying yeah. to be a bad boy guy. That's really not. Yeah. I feel bad for Jimmy Butler. He has the fourth highest scoring game in playoff history, but he's not the headline. 
I know, right? The next day. What did he go for? 56. And remember when everybody 56. said, ah, Tyler Hero's out, Miami's done. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. They, they did get the benefit of not having to face Giannis the whole time. Well, he played last night. He, he did play last played night. Played last night. He did. It's been really entertaining, man. And and you, yeah, you've been, had the playoffs. Been, the next round's going to be insane. Probably going to have Lakers Warriors, which is going to be a ridiculous series. Hey, for the for all of the um, shade that is thrown at LA sports fans, you know, mm-hmm. only the stars come Lakers out. Fans. It's a CNBC deal. Show up yeah. late, leave early. I mean, a lot of that's Dodgers stuff. Brother, mm-hmm. that place was rocking last night. I'm talking about La- on fire. Laker fans, no playoff basketball. I mean, and that's not that's not you know bragging. It's just they've. I mean, if if you're a Laker fan and you're my age, you've seen ten world titles and like five other finals appearances on top of that. They just know how to get through the playoffs. They know mm-hmm. how to you know the, the same way the players know like how to treat their bodies. The fans know it too. And they yeah they know when to be loud and when to show up and they they do Laker fans are, are good fans. Brian Anderson I thought had a great call after LeBron took the second charge where um, uh, where Ja tried to hurdle him, and they showed yes, a replay of it. And Brian Anderson said, "You want to know the difference between playoff basketball and the regular season? There you go. There's no way LeBron's That's taking it. that charge in the regular season. Nope. Getting he out slides." Of the way. He gets have out of the have way. Two, have two points, young man. We're good. Highlight real playoffs, dunk. Yeah. Yeah. Which Ja had at the uh, the end of the third quarter there. That was an incredible dunk. Yeah. Where he just, we beat the buzzer. I was just like, oh, my gosh. But good game. It's not over yet. I mean, it's really not over yet. They've won three games in the playoffs. You have to win 16. So I'll, 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 I'll be sure. celebrating it after 16. Back home on Wednesday night in Memphis, Grizzlies and Lakers, they'll do it again. Surely, surely Memphis wins that game to still make it a little bit of a series. But you would teams think. that go up 3 1 win 95% of the series. Yeah. So, And I don't know that Memphis yeah, yeah, has just... shown you anything in terms of their ability to shoot the three yeah. that makes you think they can win three straight games of that high leverage a scenario. And LeBron might just go into closeout mode and just say, we're into this here. Well, what they need to do is not let Brooks take the second highest amount of threes on the team again. (laughs) That's what they need to do, yeah. He's not a scorer. That's never been his game. But this LeBron stuff is in his head, and and now he's costing his team. Hey, and oh, by the way, Austin Reeves? Good player. I mean... Good player. The SEC produces yet another great professional. (laughs) Good player, Austin Reeves. Sports Talk Mississippi will be right back. Communication system is a go. go. This, this is... Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly. Hey! 
Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us on this Tuesday afternoon. It is draft week, and we're uh, going to talk to somebody who spends a little more time on this than we do and see if we can get some answers to some questions. Rob Paul from With the First Pick joins us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. Rob, let's let's start with the news of the day, which was the craziness of the betting markets because of a single Reddit post and the possibility, or at least some people think the possibility, that Will Levis could go number one overall. We spent the entire season talking about Will Levis as a college player is not a first-round pick, and now he's either going to be the first or second quarterback taken, it appears. Why do teams love him so much? Well, it, it seems every year, every draft cycle, the further we get away from actual football being played, one quarterback kind of rises despite maybe some clear questions on tape. Um, I, I I truly don't believe he'll be the first quarterback taken, but the fact that he he's very seriously could be the second quarterback taken is pretty mind-boggling to me as someone who has him ranked as the fourth quarterback in this class. So you've got, obviously, Bryce Young ahead of him, C.J. Stroud ahead of him. Who's the third you've got in front of him? Uh, I've got Anthony Richardson. And to me, the difference there is Richardson's raw tools and the fact that he is going to be just a 21-year-old rookie. There's just so much more upside with, with his profile versus Levis's. All right, so who's the right comp for Anthony Richardson? Because we've seen quarterbacks come out before with incredible athletic ability, and sometimes teams reach as a result of that. But we've been hearing this for two years, right? Anthony Richardson, freakish athlete, NFL teams are going to love him, and yet, again, kind of like Will Levis, didn't really produce that much on the field and, frankly, hasn't played that much football. So why? But why, why have teams not learned who, who's the comp, who's the guy that makes sense? To me, the, the guy I thought of when I initially watched him was uh, Dante Culpepper, kind of Ooh, just the okay. freak show, 255-pound quarterback running a, a sub-4-6 rocket launcher arm. When the good is good, it's impressive. Obviously, Culpepper's career got cut short by a knee injury, but... It, it, it's with with Richardson. It's what he could be, and I think when looking at a guy like him with all these raw tools, where it doesn't totally align with the tape, versus looking at a guy last year with Malik Willis, where it was kind of a similar story, and obviously Willis falls to the third round, doesn't look very good as a rookie. I think the difference there is Richardson does the little things so much better than a raw project like a Willis did. Um, he navigates the pocket really well. He remains a passer when the play breaks down. He doesn't just truly only lean on that athleticism. And the fact that he has that athleticism and that that absurd running ability really raises his floor as a prospect as we see more and more NFL offenses embrace the rush, the running quarterback. Everybody, by the way, should hate Dante Culpepper. He's he he's part of the reason of for Alabama's dominance over the last decade and a half. If Nick Saban has a quarterback other than Dante Culpepper, maybe he wins more at Miami. Maybe he's never the head coach at at uh, at Alabama, and we all have a better life. I, I don't know if you're an Alabama guy or not, but uh, uh, it, it's partly Dante Culpepper's fault. 
Oh man, yeah. If only, if only, if only Miami had signed Drew Brees, things would be very different in the NFL today. There you go. There's some Saints fans that hate you for that, but uh, yes, otherwise <laughs> it could be very, very different uh, in in college. Hey, let's talk about a couple of guys from from Mississippi. Um, Jonathan Mingo, the wide receiver from Ole Miss. Peter Schrager had him, uh, I think, going to the Saints, the last pick of the first round. He seems to have really impressed people in the workout cycle, the lead-up to this draft. What's the ceiling? What's the floor for Jonathan Mingo? So I I think part of it is when you get a 220-pound receiver from Ole Miss, you think A.J. Brown right off the bat. And Mingo is not A.J. Brown. I mean, the production in college shows that. But what he is, is a 220-pound receiver, runs a 4.46, verticals 39.5 inches, and has some of the best ball skills in the entire class. And it's worth noting that this wide receiver class in general is very small. There's so many sub-185-pound wide receivers, so it's a breath of fresh air when you see a big guy like Mingo who can really go up and win it. And so, well, I think the first-round talk is a little rich, he is going to be a darling on day two. Just he has a skill set that there isn't really anybody else in this class who can do some of the things he can do at that size without athleticism. I mean, he actually reminds me of a maybe a higher end version of uh, Quincy Anunua, the old Jets receiver who ha- had a really good career before he got hurt with a, a neck injury. Give me a team real quick that it, that Mingo would make sense for. Well, Schrager's got it with that fit with the Saints, um, especially as as we've seen Michael Thomas probably never becoming the guy he he used to be. Mm-hmm. Mingo makes a lot of sense as that kind of that power slot. He's an X receiver, but I think if he moved inside, he would be such a mismatch as a power slot at that size, and he could take over that Michael Thomas role. I think that's a really good fit. Um, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars would be really interesting. They've got a bunch of thinner receivers, so getting getting a big X receiver like Mingo would be really, really fun. And, and the New York Giants are another one where they've got just a, a lot of smaller receivers, and adding a, a guy like Mingo into the mix would, would really kind of complete that group. All right, I feel like we've spent two years talking about Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State as a first-rounder. And he goes to the combine and he runs a four three five and he jumps thirty seven and a half inches. He's plenty, plenty athletic, and he's got the game tape to match it up. But these most of these mocks now have him kind of sliding to early second round. I mean, I, I know the glaring thing is one hundred sixty six pounds, but at some point, is what you've done on the field not enough? I think. Something else that's working against Forbes is this is a really deep and impressive cornerback class. So when you're trying to stack these guys, you're kind of looking at Forbes and you're well, the weight's a concern, and, and so I'm going to slide him behind this guy, even though maybe his tape isn't quite as good as Forbes. There's less overall questions because he weighs 195 pounds. The, the 166, we've just never seen a guy weighs so little at six foot one on the flip side the man is among the best defensive playmakers in the class the the way he sees the game he, he has fantastic eyes in zone coverage you'll see him jump routes all the time and it pays off big obviously is the fbs record for pick sixes in a career um i think with him it's just 
how how long will he last in the league when there's running backs like Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb and he's going to have to to lay the lumber on those types of guys and it, and it's not that he can't cuz he is a very willing tackler for a corner of his size it's just those bumps and bruises they add up and when your frame's so small it, it just becomes a concern and really the NFL draft season is about kind of finding these holes in good prospects to to kind of separate them and so i just think that's something in a deep corner class that that's been a main talking point with Forbes that's hard to get over Busy with Rob Paul. He's uh, with with the first pick. Uh, we got a couple of minutes left, Rob. I- I'm curious if there are any less high profile guys from Ole Miss or Mississippi State that you see that we ought to be keeping an, o- an eye on. Uh, you know, an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, a linebacker who's going to hear their name called maybe on the third day of the draft and is still going to have that dream come true, even if they're not a first round darling. I'm glad you asked that because I love Mississippi State's Tyrus Wheat, a guy who played nearly every position on that defense. You'll see him line up as an off-ball linebacker. He's he's dropping in his own coverage. Then you'll see him playing as a four-eye or a five-tack. He's playing a true defensive M uh, with his hand in the dirt. Really, really powerful player at the point of attack. Uh, Sets a strong edge. Can, can kind of convert some speed to power as a pass rusher. He, he to me, is just going to be a really useful guy you get in probably the fifth, sixth round range that's part of your uh, rotation on, on the defensive line. And I just love I love defenders like that um, who can just do a lot of things at a uh, not, maybe nothing fantastic, but a lot of things really well. Interesting stuff, Rob. Thanks so much for your time. Great catching up uh, this afternoon, and uh, hope we can do it again soon. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Richard. This has been a blast. Let's uh, let's talk again soon. Rob Paul from With the First Picks. Some uh, some good analysis of the draft, which starts on Thursday night. Rob joined us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. we got more coming up with you after this. To the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling on Super Talk Mississippi. Some listeners, if, if RuPaul was on this show, we would have <laughs> we would have the text line would be going. It would be going. Do you think Bo uh, in Gulfport would be a uh, a fan of a RuPaul segment? 
Don't think so. No. I'm going to go out on a limb. Say no. Uh, Bo says, you guys spend way too much time on the NBA. Their fans are made up of guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Careful. 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 I I did respond to Bo. I was like, one segment of a three-hour show for maybe the fifth time this entire year about an epic playoff game with one team who is in our listening area and the other team being the Lakers when LeBron has a career performance, is way too much time on the NBA? Way too much. Talk about only the things I want to hear, and only in the the voice I want to hear them in. That's what people want. So. My, my follow-up would have been, Would you, you want us to talk about baseball right now? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Some might. Yeah. we got plenty got of time out. to get to baseball. we got a big Governor's Cup matchup coming up tonight. Woo! No streaming. i got to laugh. I got a laugh at that interview when he was like, oh, yeah, I love Tyrus Wheat. And I was like, oh, Richard doesn't. Stuck the big Paul out there to. Uh, yeah, but we also came on that Friday after the Egg Bowl and I said he was the most important player yeah. in the game. You you were very effusive in your praise of him. No question about that. Yeah. But love I mean, is not the right word for him. He might be lucky, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I say lucky. That was a scouting report play with an unbelievable recovery. That was the difference in a win and a loss. Yeah. Just well-studied football right there. Yeah. yeah. There, there is something that we're not going to talk about much, I don't think, because you know we'll do the schedule thing all summer, but but then it's you know there's there's games first. But Ole Miss last year. Had to go to Fayetteville five days before they played the Egg Bowl. Now, mm-hmm. with all due respect, Southern Miss fans, going to Fayetteville is not the same thing as playing Southern Miss at home. However, the tides are are turning a little bit in terms of the game five days before the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss has a non-conference game against an opponent where Walker Howard should play a lot. And Mississippi State is going to play Southern Miss, who has taken a bunch of transfers uh, from Ole Miss and from Mississippi State. And you know that you are going to get that team's best shot five days before the Egg Bowl. That does create a a different dynamic than what you got a year ago where Mississippi State had a walkthrough and Ole Miss had a tough game. This year... I think it's been announced, by the way, that that game's going to be on ESPNU and it is going to have a 10 o'clock Central Time kickoff. So Stop. Stop it. The last time they played, uh, I remember that game in the Rock. When did that kick off? Like it was nine? Southern. Nine. Oh, yeah. gosh, nine. Yeah, that was like FS2 you know, Tim Brando or something, wasn't yeah. it? My favorite part of that game was the drive home. It's like 2 in the morning on I-59 North, and I see a southbound car on I-59 North. Mm. So called the Highway Patrol. It's like, hey, just wanted to give you a heads up. You're going to get to arrest somebody. You guys bored? Something's not right. Yeah, I was. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't driving. Thankfully, uh, my my co-pilot and and I was I was co-piloting, and I was about to fall asleep when I saw those headlights, and then I was not sleepy the rest. I of the am way. all of a sudden wide awake, wide awake. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's uh, that's interesting. I think. I, I what mean, did you make of Rob Paul, not RuPaul, Rob Paul, and his? Yes. Analysis of both Paul. of both Forbes 
and Wheat. I, I thought the Wheat thing was kind of interesting. He's very versatile. Wheat is, you know, and and if he were a little slimmer or a little faster, he'd probably be a higher pick. Um, but he's kind of that tweener, you know. He's a big linebacker, but he's not big enough to just be a defensive end. So that that's an issue for him. But he, he I mean, the the film is there. Forbes, I mean, if I'm an NFL team, well, I'm gonna go Hubie Brown here. If I'm an NFL team, uh, I, I I would look at it and like, look, it's weight. It's not film. It's not his personality. It's get him in here, get him with a nutritionist, and let's put some weight on this kid, and he'll be fine. Because on film, he is the you know one of the top cornerbacks in college football. I think somebody's going to get a steal. If he slides out of the first round, whoever takes him in the second is going to be really, really happy. I agree with that. I think that'll be a nice second-round pickup. And I don't know that it's a bad thing. Now, if you're, You obviously want to go at the top of the first round, right? Because it means the most money and prestige and all of those things. You tend to go to better teams. When you go late yeah. first round, or teams that do a really good job with evaluations, when you uh, when you look at the second round, and as if well. he falls out of the first, I would not be shocked to see somebody trade up to go get him either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should have asked Rob about Nick Broker. Just kind of added, uh, ran out of time on that. See where that goes. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. We'll be right back. Sports in Mississippi. You'll hear about it here. Here. Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah! Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Thank you for being with us on this Tuesday afternoon. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad. You can join us on the ceasefire text line 601 879 4395. Again, 601 879 Four three nine five. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business, backed by world-class IT professionals who live where you do. That's right here in C Spire country. Check them out online at cspire.com slash business. Uh, it is that time of the year, guys. It is time to remind everyone that you can come and join the Premier Collegiate Woodbat League in the South as the Cotton States Baseball League will be hosting their 15th season with games at BNA Park in New Albany in June and July. Collegiate players from Tennessee, Texas, and Florida are already committed for the 2023 season. You can send your application in to cottonstatesleague.com. It's got to be in no later than May 12th to reserve your spot in the Collegiate League. So if you are a parent of a college player, a coach of a college player, uh, or a college player yourself that happens to be listening in our listening area, we'd encourage you to uh, get registered today. The Cotton States Baseball League 
is an affordably priced league. It features outstanding facilities, great coaches, and an invaluable opportunity to compete and get reps during the summer for college players and up-and-coming junior high and high school players. Again, all games at BNA Park in New Albany. You can also register for the high school and junior high summer leagues. That goes through June 2nd. It's all at cottonstatesleague.com. All right. We do have baseball tonight. And we got a pitching matchup. Grayson Saunier on the mound tonight for Ole Miss, the freshman right-hander. And Evan Ciari. Did I say that right? Ciari? Ciari. Ciari is, uh, is pitching tonight for Mississippi State. Thoughts? My first thought is I don't understand why Ciari didn't go Sunday. He's been a much better option out of the bullpen recently than than Harden and Nintema. I understand if you wanted him to pitch in this game, but that game on Sunday was far more important than this one is. So that, that that's a miss, in my opinion, by by Fox Hall and Lamonis. If that's if that's why they held him out. Um, that being said, he's been a guy who's been a pretty good strike thrower this year. He's been hit pretty hard the past couple of times out, but. You know, I, like I would rather have a guy up there competing and throwing strikes and maybe he gives up some hits than a guy who's just walking the yard and giving up free bases. So I think he'll at least be competitive in, in this. State's offense has been pretty good uh, as of late. But at the end of the day, I mean, this is like the 1987 Egg Bowl of Governor Cups. All, all the winner is going to get is this trophy. Yeah, there's, uh, there's something to that. Um... It was a springboard last year when it felt meaningless. It was. It was. And I, I tell you what, if, if State wins this game, if State wins this game and then goes over to Tennessee and gets two out of three somehow, maybe we'll have a conversation on Monday. But as it is, can't put too much stake in it. Yeah. Borky, you're not convinced it's a springboard for anything? No, I'm not. Anybody going to show up tonight? I mean, that's a game that is drawn really well, but I feel like both fan bases are a little a little beaten down. Yeah. That and the prices of the tickets are, I mean, it's expensive for a college baseball game. Yeah. And yeah especially right. when you're talking about, you know, two terrible teams. It's very easy to say no on a Tuesday night. Yeah. But it's traditionally a fun game and a fun environment it and is. a fun atmosphere. I know concession stand lines are long and beer lines are long, and I, I get all of that. I mean, I've been to a bunch of Governor's Cup games, bunch of Mayor's Trophy games before that, and it's never not been fun, the game itself. Yeah. Cheap beer. The nacho stand there is really good. Remember... If they offer the helmet, take it. Price isn't any different. <laughs> Porky's going to keep beating. And you were that saying drum. this morning, uh, this morning the field is actually field, playable. Field is in great shape. It looks fantastic. That's not an issue anymore. It's playable. Really is incredible what they did. I mean, they they didn't repair what was there. They went in and tore out everything. They brought in the Atlanta Braves Major League Baseball grounds crew who knew exactly what they were doing. They relayed the sod on the infield, and four days later it was ready for opening day. It it looks playable. 
which uh, will be a nice thing. Okay, that is a bare minimum, by the way. But looks playable. It it looks better than that. It it does look very good. They did did a really good job uh, with that because they tore it up again. As you mentioned, I got a picture the day after the debacle with Mm -hmm. the the Southern Miss game uh, where they tore it up again. Middle infield was torn up again, so they started over, and it uh, looks, looks much, 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 much better. Uh, so that won't be a storyline tomorrow. I don't think there's any rain in the forecast until Thursday, so in and out, all good. It, it's, it's a shame, though, that this is kind of the feeling of this game, because I'm with you. I've been to, I've lived here for, here in Jackson for year nine soon. Mm-hmm. I think four. Out of the nine that that have that have happened, I think, yeah, and they're fun. Like you said, it's it's like a, a bowl game. Invi- I never got to go to an egg bowl in Jackson. I was long before my time, where it was a fifty-fifty Ole Miss State crowd. So that's the the only time I've gotten to experience that, and it's it's cool. Stadium's relatively divided half and half. Now there's mixture of both on on each side, but it does feel like the stadium's divided a little bit and. I feel like usually there are a few more Mississippi State fans there. You know, if, if every you, time if you I've have been, a crowd that's what it's felt like. Yeah, eight thousand, maybe it's forty-five hundred, five thousand Mississippi State fans, and three thousand to thirty-five hundred Ole Miss fans. But that varies a little bit from year to year. This bottom line is it it it's good, right? I mean, it's it's fun, and fans have liked it. But when you, I mean, the, the starting pitchers tonight. So Grayson Sonier is two and two with a seven point nine eight ERA. By the way, if you're selling your Grayson Sonier stock, don't do that just yet. He is a true freshman. 36 strikeouts. Walks have kind of been the issue for him. He's walked 20. Evan Ciari is 0-1. 5.48 ERA. 22 strikeouts on the year. 8 walks on the season. These two teams played three not good but great games in Starkville a week ago. True. Very true. Two weeks ago. Week and a half ago. Whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're just trying to get hold of it there. You're like, wait, when did those games happen? Nine days it ago. Wasn't this past weekend, but it was the weekend before that in which they played yes. those three games. So you know what I meant. Yes. I a did. week and a half ago. The whole time. The whole yeah. time. You knew what I meant. It was a, mm-hmm. what a, a one run game in game one, a. One run game in game two that included a walk off, and then a two was it a one run or two run game game three two run, two run game with an eighth inning uh, home run. I don't remember that. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm kidding. It's a ballpark that tends to play a little bit bigger, certainly yeah. bigger than Swayze or Duty Noble. It plays a lot bigger than either of those places. Yeah, and I've been to and two games this year. Favor anybody? No. Like. Both of these teams want to hit home runs, you know, especially State, I think. But we'll see how that takes. I, I thought last year that was something that, that hurt them. If you go back and watch that game, they had a lot of balls caught at the wall. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, maybe, maybe you know, try to do a little less at the plate. You know, the, the two biggest swingers of the bat, Kemp Alderman and Dakota Jordan for Ole Miss and Mississippi State, respectively, you know, the length of the fence, not really an issue. But those guys. Not can, an issue. They think they, they can Hines probably get it too. out. Who is? Hunter Hines. Hines. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Got some guys with plenty of pop. So yeah. we will uh we'll see. 
It's a bummer that this game isn't on TV. Yeah. I mean, of all the bummers in this this preview, and there are quite a few of them, that is another one there for sure. <laughs> there are quite a few. They uh, instead have Louisville and Kentucky on television today. Uh, but stream it. That's the stream it. Get 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 just somebody with an iPad and stream it. Exactly. Just put it on SEC Network Plus, like the rest of the baseball games these teams play at at a home stadium. Are, are we sure we're not getting the same version of streaming that we got for? Ole Miss, Southern Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss earlier in the year? The reports have been that there's no streaming for this one. Okay. Um, Which might save people a couple hours of misery, but they should have the option to make themselves miserable tonight. This is America, right? If you want to be sad, you have the right to be sad, and watching these baseball teams makes me sad. And I want to watch them. Georgia State, Georgia tonight, North Florida, Florida... Bellerman and Tennessee, Louisville and Kentucky, Samford and Alabama. Uh, Samford has already beaten, well, no, they haven't. I was thinking about UAB. State and Ole Miss, Troy and Auburn, Sam Houston State A&M, Nichols, LSU, and Arkansas, Missouri State. Those are the games tonight in the SEC. We'll be back. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. It doesn't get any better than this. What? On Super Talk Mississippi. hour. Did we misspeak when we were talking about Tyrus Wheat making the play at the end of the Egg Bowl? What, wasn't yeah. it Randy Charlton that got the big paw back? Oh, you, you were just talking about that play. Yes, that was Randy Charlton. Yeah, sorry. Tyrus Wheat had a you. couple of sacks in that game, though. Had a bunch of a bunch of big plays. Yeah. Yes, thank you for the uh, corrections. Got a couple of those on the C Spire text line. Appreciate that very much. Um, Apparently they are going to stream the game tonight, which there you go, if you enjoy torture. So, so I went and looked. Both Ole Miss and State, you know, they do their pregame tweet, and it has links in it for for the live stats, for the radio broadcast, whatever. State's tweet does not have a streaming link. Ole Miss's does, and it does take you to something that says six o'clock SEC Network Plus. So we'll see who's right and who's wrong. What, My why guess is, is it I mean, such a why? Why is this so? Why is it hard? a chore? Every single time, it's like, well, we're not sure if it's going to be streamed, but maybe it's going to be streamed, and I don't know. Or we're finding out the day of or a few hours before that this is happening. Every every other game, you know, every game that's played at Diddy Noble Field, every game that's played at Swayze uh, Field, you know that game is streaming at at, at the worst. It could be on television, but it's definitely streaming. And yet we we have these games here at a. It's not like they're playing out in the middle of of a of you know a cornfield. This is a double A baseball stadium. It's a nice facility that live streams and, every single game. By the way, yeah, like how how do we not know an hour and a half before first pitch if this game is streaming or not? Ole Miss's game notes also say SEC Network Plus, but they don't list announcers for it. I, I think last time it was the Mississippi Braves radio announcer who did. It was for the play. Southern game earlier this year, the State Southern game that streamed. Yeah. See, State Southern streamed, but Ole Miss Southern did not, correct? No, it no, did. It did. Just, okay. not for, just not right, for. That's right, because they, 
a whole I, game. Because I, I watched the, the lowlights of the field. Yeah. But it is a very different broadcast than what you're used to watching if you watch SEC Network Plus games that are produced by Ole Miss's video crew or Mississippi State's video crew or anybody else in the SEC's video crew. It, it, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you'll be able to watch it after all. Check the places that you normally stream games, your ESPN app or uh, SEC Network Plus, and uh, if it's there, you can watch it. Game starts at 6. Handful of uh, Morgan Wallen jokes uh, coming in, so people still talking about that today, understandably yeah. so. Yeah. Had several people like, the... hey, did you go to the concert this weekend? I was like, or, I was like, uh, yes, yeah, Sunday. They're like, oh, sorry, I asked. It's okay. Yeah. Did you see this 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 Facebook post with the woman and her itemized receipt? No, I have not. So this woman said she wanted a full. She said that oh Morgan Wallen, I heard you're giving refunds. Okay, here's what I spent, and she had everything on there. She spent like four thousand dollars over the weekend to come to this concert. She said, which included her husband spending more on clothes than her did than she did. They also dropped seven hundred dollars at an Ole Miss uh, uh, what's the, uh, apparel shop. What's the word I'm looking for? Apparel shop. We won't give any free advertising out. But uh, that, what? She wants to be reimbursed for that for everything. Her hotel, her, her gas, all the meals she ate. She ate at Cracker Barrel, some Mexican restaurant, and the Oxford Grill House. Uh, and then. I mean, she's her husband spent forty bucks in Cracker on Barrel. Well, I mean, that's just that's just good spending there. You know, chicken dumplings aren't 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 expensive. Yeah, I mean, you can her, do like her a husband full spent two eighteen like on clothes. A person. Well, but when you look yeah, at the yeah. rest of the spending, the Cracker Barrel thing probably stands also out got as, like a how was that so cheap? Yeah, two two meals, a Gaither CD, and a a, a Christmas decoration. You know, you're good. So that's <laughs> forty bucks. But then, like, the husband spent $218 on clothes, and I'm like, all right, I fully expect to see him in, like, a 10-gallon hat and a brand-new vest. He's wearing, like, a button-down khakis, some old boots, and a Coca-Cola hat. Like, what was $218? The underwear? Is he wearing, like, some Gucci boxers? What's going on? And pants and shirts are expensive. And they had, they spent, I guess, man. They spent $400 a piece on tickets, and they're sitting, like, off to the side of the stage up in the bleachers. Like, probably bought the tickets. Feels like early. he could have done better. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But she wanted like four grand. She's since deleted this post. But but screenshots live forever. Hey, there it is. Yeah, three thousand nine hundred eighty-two dollars. Mm. Puts the cash app in there as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, she gets Morgan Wallen in her cash app. <laughs> Two hundred and see that's what I'm talking about. Two hundred and twenty dollars for drinks at the concert. Two before he started playing. Twenty dollars. Well, so the uh, the twenty four ounce beers were nineteen dollars. Yeah, but that's Which two are a beers. Lot of, yeah, I was just that's saying, a lot eleven. Of people that complained about that, but that's actually not as bad Wait. as. That's a relatively. Wait, that's eleven that's, of it's those. It's a little high. Well, I mean, if they're twenty bucks and so, she spent two twenty, so that means they they purchased twenty two beers. If that's the drink of choice, 
Essentially. Well, no, they no, had five. They had five but, fence posts each. Right, but it's two beers per can. Oh yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, okay. Oh yeah, if you want to get into that, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if they got into yeah. the stadium at three thirty and left it nine fence posts, I've never heard that. That's funny. Really? You never <laughs> yeah, heard a twenty-four heard ounce can called a fence post? We've had this no, conversation about four, but not a fence post. Yeah, we called them rocket cans. That's funny. I like that. But yeah. yes, they they were sitting there getting soused, and, so, and so then Morgan says no. I put this on Twitter after the the concert, just kind of being funny. There was a lady who does not, she did not fit the demographic that you would have expected to hear what she said come out of her mouth. I'll not be any more specific than that. She's like, I bet he can't sing because he drank a bleeping Bud Light. (laughs) And I was like, that's funny. You're probably not the only one that told that joke, but I didn't expect that joke to come from you. Oh my gosh. It's like, okay. Yeah. She was, uh, and there are a lot of people that were none too pleased walking out of there, um, on, Still trying to on figure out, by the way, does, does your wife, cause you, you, you know, you're a little more highfalutin than I am. Does your wife ever refer to what you're wearing as your outfit? Does your wife ever be like, hey, Richard, that's a nice outfit you got on there? Uh, or what outfit are you wearing tonight? I don't know that I've heard that specific phrase from her. It's referred to an outfit, you know, my husband's outfit. I'm like, what? Her outfit I was wore in $20. Her husband's outfit, $218. I wore, okay. I wore a T-shirt like this. It was my UCLA one, khaki shorts and tennis shoes to Garth Brooks. So that outfit might have cost 50 bucks. Okay. The T-shirt was the most expensive thing. Yeah, men's clothes are so... That's, like, you can go to a, a department store and wear what he's wearing for cheap. Like, if you're going to ask yeah. Morgan Wallen to reimburse you for what he purchased, that is a you problem because you purchased something that's not worth what it's what you paid. You, you could have just shown up in jeans and a T-shirt, and Morgan would have been just fine. I don't think he would have called you out. But... You got to look at lazy bomb. I guess. My daughter, who was going to the concert as a 13th birthday present, 13th birthday that hasn't quite yet happened, she spent two months planning on planning her outfit. I mean, there was a lot of debate and some things that were ordered and were sent back, and you know they didn't fit right or they weren't quite as advertised online. Etc. 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 You said so, thirteen, right? Yeah. Perfectly rational, normal behavior for a thirteen-year-old. I got no issues with a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. A man. Adult man. I don't know. No, not a thirteen-year-old boy. Man. Like a thirty-five-year-old boy. Did Richard apply for a refund, or was he using his sports credentials to get in? Um, I don't know if that was an option, uh, but no, I bought tickets, Dwayne. I, I bought Should I? a total of eight tickets for the concert, and I got an email yesterday from Ole Miss saying that my refund would be processed within five to seven days, and I was thankful for that. Yeah. Should I should I spend two hundred dollars on clothes for this Foo Fighters show I'm going to in uh, June? You going to see the Foo Fighters? I am. Nice. Where? At Oak Mountain. 
Ooh. Is that Birmingham? Mm-hmm. The amphitheater in Birmingham? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. That'd be cool. Who's Fun opening show, for right? Do you know? Yeah, I'm going to drop. Do you want to? No idea. No idea. Yeah. There is there are there are law firms also that are talking about lawsuits about this. I think that would set a bad precedent if they were to win. I think they're gonna, they're gonna they're not gonna win. Hey, there's no there's no way. Streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. We'll be right back. Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi, thanks for being with us on this Tuesday afternoon. Sports Talk brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Double Decker is coming up this weekend. Sports Talk Mississippi will be there live on Friday. We will be in the uh, the front yard of the Visit Oxford Cottage right there on Jackson Avenue. If you've been by and seen us before, we'll be in the exact same place on uh, Friday afternoon from 3 until 6. Look forward to to seeing you there. Don't forget you can see the full lineup of events for Double Decker at the Visit Oxford website. It's visitoxfordms.com. Click on the Double Decker tab on the bottom left part of the stage. Uh, big shows coming up. Uh, folks, I think, pretty excited about the, the music. You've got the Stews and Chapel Heart coming up on Friday night, and then Ashley McBride will close things out. And then a full day of music that begins at 11 on Saturday morning. And then the uh, the headliners on Saturday night. Blackberry Smoke, Borky has described them as a bit of a modern-day um, Leonard Skinner. Yeah, th- that's that's how I would describe them. Yeah, a similar vibe, I guess. And then uh, Marcus King on, uh, on Saturday night at 8.30. Tons of stuff happening. And uh, hope you'll uh, check it out. Double Decker. And the 26th Double Decker Festival happening this year. Both acts will show. They'll play. Certainly hope so. Th- th- they will play. Certainly uh, certainly hope so. That would be a, uh, it'd be a tough run of luck if that happened two could weekends you imagine, in a row. Could you imagine if... Um, Let, let's just not. That, let's not even imagine. It is Don't packed it, yeah. all the way up to the courthouse. And Blackberry Smoke finishes, and they're great, and they tear the house down, and then everybody's ready to hear great modern southern blues rock in a way that is just not created. Marcus King. And all the previous acts, you guys ready to hear Marcus King tonight? Yeah, yeah. And then they change the stage, and they get it ready for his band and then the lights come on right before he's about to go on. Sorry, guys. Marcus King not performing tonight. Could you imagine? He needs to. He needs to make the joke. He needs to have that happen, and then immediately lights go back down, and you hear the music crank up. He's like, "Nah, just kidding. Let's go." Just Honestly, kidding, guys. That would be 
That would be pretty epic. That would be hysterical. That would be fantastic. You know what's crazy, though? It's different, Richard, because you have a 13-year-old that wanted to go, but, like, you can walk up. You don't have to pay a dime. You walk right up, watch those two acts, and those are, sorry, Morgan Wallen fans, those are two significantly more talented groups of musicians than what people paid thousands of dollars for last weekend in the same town. (laughs) In the same town. Well, and it's, I mean, it's whatever, like, of course, I, I get it. I keep hearing the Morgan Wall. I got a buddy who's a, a music guy, and he went to the show, and he said it was a good show and had fun and was impressed. He was there Saturday night and all those things, but he kept calling him calling him Morgan Walmart. Uh, I mean, there is there is a belief that Morgan Wallen is a star created by the Nashville music industry to to go out and be like a, a retail music star. I think that's probably selling his talent a little short. Maybe you don't like his voice. Maybe you don't like his style of music. I just, I, I'm kind of amused with the people who, because they don't like something, or it's not exactly their cup of tea, they immediately want to talk about how bad it is. And music snobs are kind of the worst, because they're like over the top about it. Oh, that's not real music. Eh? Whatever. It's like, the guy's talented and successful and filling up stadiums, and he doesn't pull 90, let's see, what's the number? 90, 93,000 people into a football stadium in north central Mississippi in a town of 20,000 over the course of two nights if there aren't a lot of people who like him. And how about the number of people that went to the show that don't like his music? I was just an event. Let's go. It's there. Let's go. It's like, eh, okay, whatever. I mean, there were a lot you're, of... You're it's like thing with beast. Taylor Swift, right? There's a lot of dads who just they take their daughters because that, you're a dad and they want to go. And so you take them. And then you just sit there and just, you know do whatever you're going to do for Taylor three hours. Taylor Swift is ridiculously talented, though. Yeah, she is, and you can appreciate that. But, I mean, do I like Taylor Swift music? No, I do not. Really? None of it? That's yeah, it's, it's just not my cup of tea. Hey, there's a couple of Taylor Swift songs that found their way onto my running playlist. Yeah. Katie, yeah. There's a couple of Katy That's Perry fine. songs on there, too. Mm-hmm. Not ashamed. I have a Kelly Clarkson song. I don't have a running playlist. It's a, it's a playlist. I, I, don't, I don't have anything specific for running, as you might <laughs> guess. Why does that not surprise me, Mr. Haydad? Yeah. I have a cooking playlist. One other thing I want to tell you about, by the way, uh, that is coming up this weekend. So you know that Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi, presenting sponsor of the show, and we appreciate them. Uh, You have also heard us tell you that you can buy Genteel Apparel on their website at genteelapparel.com, but also at men's specialty stores all across Mississippi, including Landry's on the Square in Oxford. This Saturday... Genteel is doing a trunk show at Landry's as part of Double Decker Weekend, and if you spend $300 on Genteel Apparel, they have got a tall Genteel-branded Yeti tumbler cup that they're going to give you for a free as a, uh, oh, as nice. a nice promotion. It's really nice looking. Blake gave me one yesterday. I stopped Somebody by to see tell that guy. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> He'll be there with bells on. Two hundred twenty dollars of Genteel looks far better, far yeah. better than that outfit. 
let me tell you. Yeah, no doubt. No, no doubt. So uh, be sure to stop by and check them out. <laughs> Even if you're not going to spend $300, but you haven't tried Genteel, great opportunity to uh, try out one of their shirts or one of their pullovers or the pants or the shorts. A lot of really good stuff there, and uh, you're going to love it. Their spring collection is so good. So good. Porky, i got to get you the uh, the fishing lure shirt. Yeah. It's like one of the, the prints with like super small fishing lures. Hey, Dad, by the way. Talked with the uh, guys at Genteel, and they are working on your next round of stuff as well. Hey, thank you. All right. Yeah. I feel bad for those people over there that are having to work overtime. Get <laughs> yeah, that uh, fabric that. done. But. Hey, but less now than the last time. Yeah, oh, definitely less. Definitely less. Less now. Uh, let's yeah. see here. Dan in Hattiesburg, ceasefire text line. Borky, drop your man card in the basket on your way out no, today. you drop your man card because you're not man enough to admit that Katy Perry's got a couple of songs that if you're exercising, you know, get that heart rate flowing again. Got some bangers. Hey. You know what I think my favorite Katy Perry song is? Waking Up in Vegas. That's it. And it's not so That's much the song, but at the very beginning, it's like a soundtrack to Brian Haydad's life where you hear the jingling of the slot machines. It like starts out with a ding, 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 ah, I was hearing that this weekend. It was lovely. I was so yeah. happy. I spent the whole yeah. day in a casino Saturday. It's, uh, Did you see you that UCF fighter that was playing slots a couple hours before his fight over the weekend? Yes, I love that. He's at a like, Vegas he, casino, he, I just chilling, and just playing slots. He's yeah, trying to get trying to get eight buffaloes. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Who has old Justin Beaver on their playlist? <laughs> I don't. That is that is one one person that I don't. Uh, a I lot don't of that, people no. liked NSYNC too, for what it's worth. You know, hey, in five days, it's going to be May. Trey, and, be Trey May. from the coast, Millie Vanilli never canceled a show because they lost their voice. <laughs> I saw that meme going around. That's, that's really funny. Hmm. <laughs> Somebody said they're doing this for Katy Perry and their girls in May. Hey, Dad. See, yeah. Yeah. Hey. If my daughter was like, hey, I want to go see Taylor Swift, can we go? And I could afford, find tickets and make a trip, I would go. I would take her. And you'd have fun. Talent, talented people, it's it's crazy. I would You'll enjoy have fun, I, I, I would have fun watching my daughter have fun, you know, and her friends, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, like, people make fun of Coldplay, by the way. Coldplay mm-hmm. Live is bordering on a religious experience. They are unbelievable live. Unbelievable! You don't have to like their music, and it's just true professionals, man. Um, <laughs> OMG, people have absolutely, for lack of a better word, gone stupid on this Morgan Wallen mess. You would have thought Jesus was in town. <laughs> uh, Will and Eupora says, as a state fan, I've always been envious of the acts that the Double Decker Festival gets. State has good acts from time to time, but I really like the names Double Decker typically draws. They weren't really, really hard on the uh, the music lineup. Um, Leanne Stubbs is primarily the one that's involved on the music. She, she and a team, uh, but they spend a lot of time putting that together, and it's kind of like cross-referencing tour schedules to try and figure out acts that are in the general area of Oxford and kind of works from a timeline standpoint. It's a, uh, an interesting process. We'll talk to her about that on uh, on Friday afternoon. Um, 
Real quick. Rascal Flats was a fl- na- Sorry, go ahead. This guy's flying to Vegas, going to see Katy Perry, go to AEW's Double or Nothing, next day in Vegas, Grand Canyon, all for less than that woman spent in Oxford to go see Morgan Wallet. We'll be back. Sports Talk. Well done. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi. Oh, you're going to take me home tonight. Oh, down beside that red firelight Oh, you're gonna let it all hang out Fat bottom girls, you make the rockin' world go round I think we probably should say thank you to Morgan Wallen. Who knew that we were going to get two days' worth of show content from a uh, a canceled show on Sunday night? Well, I mean, on top of that, these jokes will last forever. I mean, anytime somebody no-shows that fought him anyway, be it Ole Miss or the opponent, it's going to be, we haven't seen a no-show like that since Morgan Wallen. It's going to be every time. Yeah. That'll last forever. It'll last for a while. If you were in charge of booking another stadium concert at Vaught Hemingway, Knowing what you know, knowing what the crowds are. Now, we got a message from somebody that was like, you know, the parking was a disaster and the food was expensive and the vulgar language and all that good stuff. And and I would say to you on that, I mean, I, I, I get it. Maybe it wasn't the experience that exactly you were looking for, but you should have known about the parking in advance because Ole Miss told you a million times, there's no way to park on campus unless you have a pass. These are the shuttle options. It, it's like a football game. It, it's hard to park on campus for a football game. It's hard to park on campus for a concert. It's, it's a football game where the majority, and maybe not the majority, but uh, thousands and thousands of people don't know about Oxford yeah, and how to navigate yeah, yeah, yeah. it and stuff. Right. Incidentally, from a food standpoint, food's always expensive in stadiums. I had the best sausage dog I think I've had in my life. Maybe it was because I was really hungry. I don't know, but it was really good. It was uh, pretty sure it was the Polk's Cajun sausage on the hot dog bun, and it was great. Anyway, so, you know, $12 for a hot dog, sausage dog, that's a lot of money. But if you're hungry enough and it tastes good, hey, maybe it was worth it. And you kind of know what you're getting into in terms of prices. So I get that. Um, but if if you were in charge, you were Keith Carter or somebody in the foundation, and you said, okay, it was a headache. It obviously didn't end well. We made a bunch of money on it, and it was great. It looked fantastic in the stadium. 93,000 people over the course of two nights. Who could you book that could pull that off again? Because we know that Morgan Wallen is the biggest, most popular, currently touring country music act. The Metallica tour that's coming up this summer is going to rival. It's going to be insane. That would we know it. Foo Fighters kill up, fill it up. Taylor Swift, what she's doing right now, it's ridiculous. Katy Perry's world tour a couple of years ago was insane. But there aren't that many artists. So whether it was for a one-off show where you wanted to put 50000 in there or you wanted to try and do 90000 over the course of two shows and two nights, who would you try to book? Garth would do two. Taylor Swift would do too. Garth could do seven straight yeah. nights of fifty thousand in that stadium. Yeah, uh, I'm only doing one show. I'm not taking a chance. 
Just, we're getting the one show, and we'll just we'll be happy. Metallica, Metallica stock is, is at an I mean, all-time If you're high. asking me, yeah, I'm going Metallica. They would do it. I think the Foo Fighters would do it. Maybe not for two, but for one. Because you got Oxford's, you know, in North Mississippi, which is pretty rural. You're you're an hour from Memphis still, and you know, country acts. Can we get a Luke Combs vote here? I had a lot of Luke Combs fan. He's good. He's really good. He fills stadiums. Yeah. But that's Blaine kinda... and Brandon says Buffett could do it in a day, hundred percent. Buffett show would sell out in twenty four hours in Baltimore. Anyway, More so. of that's got to happen, man. I mean, I didn't go because Kenny Chesney, Chesney, maybe. Yeah, he fill, fill it up one night. I don't know about one two, but, but one night, no doubt. But I didn't even go, yeah. and and I wouldn't have because I don't particularly like Morgan Wallen to eat your own. If you like him, good, I like awesome. I, everybody likes what they like. But that needs to happen more. The visuals were incredible. I think it will. I, I mean, I think this was a major test run, but they did a test run yeah. with an absolute known quantity. Yeah. And there are hip-hop and acts that could do this, but I just don't know them. Somebody said Drake I mean, would sell it out in a heartbeat. To. Yeah, somebody like that. Like I, I, don't, I just don't know who to tell you. Drake's got his own 747. Little yeah. known Chris fact Stapleton? About that guy. Chris Stapleton would fill it up. Yeah. Smitty says Dave Matthews. Don't think he would. I don't think he. I don't think he. Not put sure 40, at this not, point. Not five thousand. Not fifty, sixty thousand. Yeah. Nah. He'd sell up the arenas though. Crowd. Yeah. You could fill up the hump or the pavilion with Dave Matthews. I think on the right weekend. Yeah, easily. easily. Yeah. The, the numbers. I guarantee are small. that he would. But but then also, I mean, people say, oh, Garth Brooks. And you're like, yeah, but can you get on Garth Brooks' tour? If the money's green, right? I think but we, but I that, that said, the money show. is green anywhere Garth Brooks goes. He did one night in Baton when, Rouge, and there were 103,000 there. He did two nights in Birmingham. Hey, Dad, you were there. Yeah. The, the, the SEC should show. try to put together... The SEC should try to put together the "It Just Means More" tour and have somebody, a couple, somebody, some acts play all fourteen stadiums. Yeah, but some of them are too close together, right? I mean, you go play Tuscaloosa and then yeah, but, Auburn, but who you play cares? Start one well, Oxford. Yeah, yeah. Somebody says I just don't. Believe I mean, Oxford and Oxford are pretty close together. Yeah, I suppose. Sports Talk Mississippi, five o'clock hour. College football fix is next. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices, plus exclusive interviews. Weekday afternoons starting at 3 on supertalk.fl, the Supertalk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Yeah! Music text. Ceasefire text line 601 879 4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from Ceasefire Business, backed by world class IT experts who live where you do, right here in Ceasefire country. I say one last. You want to send us messages? They're entertaining. We'll keep reading them. We'll talk about them. Um, hey, Dad, could you imagine Eddie in Vaught Hemingway? I'm assuming that Dan in Hattiesburg is talking about Eddie Van Halen. 
Uh, or is there a different Eddie we're no talking about? Eddie Van Halen's no longer with us, so I'm going to assume he's talking about Eddie Vedder. Okay. So previously, Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> yes, Van Halen. I mean, I would go see Van, Van Halen wherever they were. Would, would they Pearl were nearby, Jam? Yes. Would Pearl Jam sell out Vault Hemingway? Nah. That feels like a 20, 30,000 thing. You got to loop the arenas in this, too. I know the arenas aren't 20 or 30,000 seats, but there are some incredible acts that would fill up the arenas on campus, too. That would also be a pretty awesome night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the pavilion is built in a way with the, the stands that retract in the one end where you can do the stage and... Eh. Yeah, because somebody mentioned the Turnpike Troubadours earlier. They would not come anywhere close to filling up a football stadium. They'd fill up the arena. Toby Keith would fill up an arena, not a stadium. Yeah. At this yeah. point. Yeah. By the way, somebody sent us a message that said Beyonce, and I was like, oh, well, yeah. Yes. Yes. And is Jay-Z and coming back with? To, yeah, I, I just don't know the hip-hop acts. Yeah. No, I don't know. We've got a lot of suggestions for people that have unfortunately passed on our text line. Also, we, yeah. we get an Eddie money. He's no longer with us either. I, I would definitely go see Led Zeppelin if uh, they're all there. Man, it's so... I, and I understand why not, but they, they, they still play and they still perform, and you've got John Bonham's son that plays drums. Do one more. Just go do one. Robert Plant can't sing anymore, though. He but can't but do the, Robert the Plant's like doing that. all these garbage music festivals, man. Like just, just call Jimmy. Yeah, but he's get Jason Bonham and, and yeah, do I mean, a tour as Led Zeppelin. You'd fill up every football stadium in the United States of America. I, I would tell time. you the instead of even getting Jason Bonham, just have a different celebrity guest drummer every night. Like one night it's Dave Grohl. Oh my god, he's gosh. just drumming for you back there. Could you imagine? You know. Well, not it's Alex Van Halen. Just you know, because who would say no? If Plant Page and John Paul Jones call you like, "Hey, sit in with us tonight," They're, you're showing up. Hmm. Not a single drummer would say no to that. What? No. And, no. and instead, How about Jimmy Buffett on a Thursday night in June or July, or a Saturday full. night in July in Vaught Hemingway. Full. As as many tickets as you want to sell. Hmm. Somebody suggested Elvis. <laughs> if, if he comes back, I'll be at Vaughn Hemingway. We, uh, we are glad to have you along for the ride in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home of the sportsbook, the Golden Moon Casino. Visit them online at pearlriverresort.com for more information. Let's get into a little bit of a college football fix, shall we? Stones. Yeah. Yeah. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built for tough. But don't you dare stop there. you got to test drive the 2023 Ford F-150. 46 straight years is the best-selling truck in America. You can do that at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Let's go to Boulder, Colorado for a moment. And there are a couple of layers to this, right? So Colorado plays their spring game this past Saturday. You may have seen the um, 
one over the other video of last year's spring game where there were tens of people in the stands with like the scrolling video and then this year's where there were 47,000 people, 47,000 tickets distributed for that game. So it was cool. They got like four inches of snow the night before. They cleared the field the morning of the game of snow for the spring game. And if Dion can overcome that <laughs> from a recruiting standpoint, more power to you, my man. I heard somebody say, look, I think Roddy Jones was talking about it. He was like, it's snow in November, December, January, February, maybe even early March, yeah. But you're recruiting me out of Florida or Georgia, and it snowed at the end of April? Eh, sorry, that's a, that's a non-starter for me. But the biggest story surrounding Colorado football is the transfer portal exodus. 18 players this week, post-spring, have entered the transfer portal. Of the 84 players that were on the roster week one last year, 64 are gone. 64 of 84 players that were on the roster when they started last season are no longer on the roster. 64. On the roster of a 1-11 football team, that mind is, you. 1-11. They were bad. Dion said when he came in, Coach Prime said when he came in, they were going to change it, told guys to get in the transfer portal. If you don't like it, leave, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It was clear, watching, if you watched, part of the spring game with Colorado, there's a ton of excitement, a lot of juice. Dion Sanders is going to get players, but they're still going to be bad this year. If Colorado manages to go 6-6 six and six this year, that's almost a miracle work job, coaching job, by Deion Sanders. Yeah. If they are bowl eligible. I think 10 Power 5 games on that schedule, too. I know it's the Pac-12, but still. Yeah, but I mean... They open the season I, with TCU. I was going to say, you get TCU in the non-conference. It's going to be a different look, TCU. But, I mean, that's a, um, a pretty good coaching staff. Yeah. TCU, rivalry game with Colorado State, Southern Cal. Mm, good luck with that. Stanford, Oregon State. I guess I'm not doing this in order. Let's see here. TCU, Nebraska in Week 2. Matt Rule's Nebraska team. A little spicy with some of the things that he said in the offseason. Yeah. Colorado State and Colorado. I don't know. If, that one's usually in Denver. I don't know if they've taken it back to campus or not. All right, here are the Pac-12 games. Oregon, loss. Southern Cal, loss. Arizona State, on the road, maybe. Stanford at home, maybe. At UCLA, loss. Oregon State, loss. Arizona, maybe. Washington State, probably a loss. Utah, on the road. That's a loss. I mean, it's four and eight. So here's my question. He's transforming the roster. You know they're bringing a ton of guys in. Can they withstand a three and nine, four and eight, five and seven, and maintain 
transfer portal slash recruiting momentum? After one year, yes. Okay. Multiple years, then it starts getting... Dicey. Because mm-hmm. uh, he was getting players at, at, at Jackson State who don't even play in the FCS playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. So, if he can do that there, I, I, I'm still blown away. And, and I guess it, people shouldn't be surprised because in his opening press conference, he told the players to transfer and he's bringing his own luggage and it's Louie or whatever. But bad team last year. That doesn't mean all 84 players were bad, though. You know, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just because the team was bad doesn't mean every single player on the team was bad. And you've lost your entire wide receiver room, like guys that were pretty good last year, linebackers that have had a bunch of tackles and starts in their career. It you would think some continuity. Some. Two wide receivers, the leading receptions guy and the leading yardage guy, gone. Both transfer out. And you're telling me that you can't use those guys? You really can't use those guys? If you look all right, at- so let me ask you this. Do you think everybody that has got all 64 players that have gotten in the transfer portal since he got the job in December have been pushed out? No. No. So... But there, there, are lot, there are lots of reasons to transfer, but are there other things going on that are causing guys to leave that maybe they would prefer not leave? Now, they're going to publicly make it sound like everybody that left, they wanted gone because they're remaking the roster. Yeah. Right, right, right. But, yeah, there are going to be some guys they'd like to keep. But, I mean, you know, you're part of a team. A lot of those, you know, those guys are your friends, and all of a sudden you look around and you got no friends left in the locker room. Maybe it's just like, you know what, I need a fresh start. I need to get out of here. Yeah, wonder if can't blame anybody for that. Treatment is a possibility. It could be a, could be an issue. But the thing about the preferential treatment, in fairness, Shadur Sanders is good. He's, He's good. a good player. So, Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. That's your college football fix, driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices, plus exclusive interviews with coaches, players, and legends from the past. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. First um, first concert you ever went to in person? Porky? Hootie and the Blowfish at the Bilo Center, which is a grocery store nice. chain. And now That's it's Greenville, South Carolina, I believe. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, Dad. Kiss. In the New Orleans Superdome. Really? Mm-hmm. But that one was full. It was pretty full. Yeah, that was their reunion tour when they put the makeup back on and everything. Tad Smith Coliseum, 1992. Randy Travis on the Digging Up Bones tour. And guess who opened for him? 
Alan Jackson. Oh, wow, that's a good show. Yeah. I mean, come a long way since Alan Jackson was opening for Randy Travis. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, come a long way. So, anyway. If those two toured today, that, that would be reversed. Yeah, and I mean, you just hope that Randy Travis makes it to stage with his clothes on. You do. My, yeah. <laughs> you do. That's the big hope. Yeah. Uh, ceasefire text line. How about this? Tuning in with my scalding hot take of the day. The winner of the Governor's Cup will make a regional. Oof. That is surface of the sun. So, yeah. Because let's pretend Ole Miss wins tonight. Okay. You are, you are then banking on them sweeping twice in the last four weeks where they have yet to win a series. In conference play, that, yeah, because we just have to win all week. four series and go ten and two. Have to win it. all four and sweep twice. They, they had yeah. to go. We said ten and five was what was needed down the stretch for Ole Miss, which would get would get them to thirteen conference wins. Well, five of those losses were taken up last weekend, and so that means three. I'm sorry, three of the five losses were. Allotted this past weekend. And so that means 10 wins in the next 12 games against the combination of Georgia, Alabama, Missouri, and Auburn. Well, that means that Ole Miss will do something that it has not done since February, early March. And that's when a bunch of baseball games in a row. And then for state, you're going that way. They have to, I would say, seven and five. So well, they have okay. to win three of these final four series. So, so we said for state, it was eight and seven. Mm-hmm. By the way, state's RPI currently is thirty nine. Yeah, dropped a ton. That's weekend. going in the wrong direction. Ole Miss is currently yeah. sixty three. You know, if they were to go 10-2 and two in their final 12 conference games, I'm sure the RPI climbs way, way up. But you're also to the point where it's not just wins. you got to have a reasonable RPI to go with it. And yeah. it darn sure has to be in, inside of 40, but probably needs to be inside of, like, 32. Yeah. I mean, even if they went up 20 spots, they're only at 43. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now state, fairness, if state does what we're talking week. about, yeah, if state does what we're talking about, their RPI is going to skyrocket because they're playing big teams here. Tennessee, Arkansas, and LSU are both top what five RPI teams. So uh, yeah, LSU is three, Arkansas mm-hmm. is five, Tennessee is twenty-five. Who's the other? And A&M. A&M. A&M is... They should beat Kentucky. they got to be in the top 30 at least. I get, maybe I'm just missing them as I'm scrolling. Oh, 31. Okay. So, so yeah. But, uh, again... But State has to win three series and sweep... Maybe even... Or maybe sweep one and, you know, lose... I don't know. But, unlikely. That's well, what that's I would what say. we said last week, right? I mean, Ole Miss's path was 10-5. and five. State's path was 8-7. and seven. 
State got one win last weekend by the hair of its chinny-chin-chin. Auburn got the other two, and so that means of the seven losses, there are only five Mm -hmm. losses that they can afford on the schedule the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. And it starts this weekend in Knoxville. Well, it starts tonight with the Governor's Cup game. Neither team needs to lose that. I mean, Ole Miss could get probably a decent RPI bump with a neutral site win over Mississippi State, who's higher than them in the RPI. But not like meteoric. So we'll uh, we'll see. But yes, that is a scalding hot prediction. I like it. Don't I don't think it's going to happen, but I like it. Come heavy or don't come at all, man. I like it. Yeah. The Governor's Cup slash Mayor's Trophy was one of my favorite games growing up as a kid. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time I went to one at, at Smith Wills, and it was like, mm-hmm. this is so cool. I mean, people are packed yeah. in like sardines. Not like it was a great facility or anything, but I mean, just mm-hmm. packed in like sardines. And I wonder if a young Brian Haydad and a young Richard Cross were in the same stadium. Probably. I think the first one I went to was either in person was either ninety eight or ninety nine. No. no, I think that's right. Once I got to college, I, I, I didn't make the trips down. I might have made one when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. You know, convinced my dad I, to do I that. I remember on, going on to Wednesday was like ninety one or something. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I don't. I never saw it this way, but I've, I've always heard the stories about the years where they like put rope and stanchion down the right field or left field lines, and just let people mm-hmm, stand, stand in foul territory on the field of play, mm-hmm. or in you the see field. people st- st- hang, hanging, hanging, uh, sitting up in the trees, and out in the outfield too. Yeah. Which I've heard kids that did that for Jackson Mets games. Yeah. If you go way back as well. Did you ever climb a tree and sit on a tree branch to watch a game? No, 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 never, never did that. Dad always got tickets for us. That's awesome. It's really, really cool. I remember lying in bed listening on the radio to the '95 game. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if it was a walk-off home run or not, but Richie Harrelson. Richie Harrelson, yeah, great player. Gone on to be a Mm -hmm. great. High school and college coach in Mississippi. I think it was a walk-off home run. I think that's if, correct, yeah. If it wasn't a walk-off, it was late in the ball game and was very significant. Yeah. So, And then I've called a bunch of them. Like I've done one of them on TV. Jim and I did a mayor's, uh, Governor's Cup game one year on CSS. Oh, nice. on the radio CSS, wow. Yeah, yeah. That was where that's the TV career started for me. Yeah, that's a, that's a uh, setup I like for these neutral site games like this. Get one from each. Jim Ellis and Richard Cross. That's 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 fun, right? You got one guy. You know, they're both being professional, but one guy's clearly pulling for the other. And you know, that's fun. Jay Powell and I've done games together. That'd be cool. Yeah. Like tonight, that would be if, if you're telling me that the streaming broadcast was Richard Cross and Jay Powell, 
You got my attention, right? That's going to be a fun. That's going to be a fun broadcast. You guys are going to needle each other in just the right way. It's going to be. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um. That's coming. Very up dull needles, time. considering the state of the baseball teams. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. Jay might have to make an egg bowl reference just to really get over. To be honest. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't know a baseball guy could spell football, Jay. That's a it's a cute reference you made. There you there, go. Bud. See, see, that's what I'm talking about. Go. This would be fun. Yeah, yeah, we would have fun with that. No, no doubt. Yeah. Um. So Ole Miss and Mississippi State tonight for the fourth time this season. Bulldogs got the first two. Almost got game one of the series in Starkville. State wins the uh, the next two. Um. If uh, if you would like to join the conversation, we would love for you to do that on the ceasefire text line at 601-879-4395. As we told you, give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from ceasefire business. It's backed by world-class IT solutions and professionals. Those professionals live where you do. That's right here in ceasefire country. Check them out online at uh, ceasefire.com slash business. Got about half an hour left with you this afternoon. We'll spend some more time on some college football as we roll on. Alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky, I'm Richard Cross. This is Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on supertalk.fm, the Supertalk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. We saw the news last week that former Georgia defensive lineman Bear Alexander has committed to Southern Cal. It's maybe a little surprising when you think about a freshman who played 163 defensive snaps last year for Georgia en route to winning a national championship would say, I'm out. Some of the quotes from Bear Alexander, though, were uh, were kind of interesting. He told ESPN, I mean, it's Lincoln Riley. Just watching their production from last year, they lost two games. Barely lost to Utah. If Caleb wasn't hurt, they would have definitely been in that. It's Lincoln Riley. I'm excited to go play for the guy. Okay, kind of boilerplate stuff there. This is where it gets good. Not to brag on myself, but everyone wants the big bear. Everyone needs a big 300-pounder that can move with the twitch, the burst, the explosion that I bring to the game. Everyone needed that as a part of their defense. I appreciate the confidence. When the transfer portal window opened and he entered back on April 15th, he immediately got offers from Colorado, Texas, Oregon, Miami, Penn State, obviously Southern Cal, and many others. And it's important to note that he could not by rule, receive an offer from the SEC because of the league rules that are in place. Well, he could have been offered, but he'd have to sit out a year. 
Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's got NFL aspirations in two years. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. So, the 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 brag quote's kind of funny. Yeah, I'm gonna start but using to that. me, there's more to it with this quote from Barry Alexander. I feel as if there wasn't a significant amount of snaps at Georgia. I was more of a pass, uh, pass rush specialist in year one, so coming into the spring, I wanted to be in a position where I could show my versatility as a player. I felt like I wasn't able to do that at Georgia. I was a third-down specialist, and I'm more of a first, second-down player. I can play every down. I appreciate the candor and the honesty in that. Yeah. yeah. And Southern Cal struggled defensively a year ago. For all that they were offensively, they were a mess defensively. Now, they've hit the portal hard for defensive players. They've added another defensive lineman from Texas A&M, Anthony Lucas, defensive lineman from Purdue and Jack Sullivan, linebacker from Oklahoma State, linebacker from Georgia State, another defensive lineman from Arizona, and now Barry Alexander. So from a personnel standpoint, they are going to be better on the defensive side of the ball. But a guy like Barry Alexander, who had 30-something tackles and nine TFLs and two or three sacks as a true freshman in the SEC on the national champion, I'm assuming that Alex Grinch and Lincoln Riley said, yeah, we'll, we'll play you to your, your tongue hangs out. Because they didn't have anybody like him in the middle of that defensive line a year ago. This feels like a transfer portal decision that actually makes sense based on what he said. Georgia might answer the question differently, but I thought that was a refreshingly honest answer for why he would leave a place like Georgia to go all the way across the country and play for Southern Cal. I'm sure there was a, you know, nice little NIL thing there, but it's not like Georgia isn't taking care of guys through NIL, pay for play, whatever we're calling it. Of course they are. Yeah, sure they are. What do you think about all this? Barry Alexander, Southern Cal, makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Elite player goes to elite program. You can see. I mean, that's that's. Usually how it works out. You know, the, the top, top-tier guys in the transfer portals tend to stay with the top, top programs for the most part. So, part of the reason why I like the portal is it, it's it, you know it's got its downsides, don't get me wrong, but there's an opportunity for somebody to better uh, their future, give themselves better opportunities to set themselves up for success in the future. When have you not done that in your life? When have yeah. you not done that in your life? Made a decision to benefit your future. I mean, it's all it's all we do. I saw an interview with Trent Dilfer today. He was on with with our friends at the next round, and and he was talking about and he used the same trope, the wild wild west, and just say, find something else. But he he said, you know, programs like ours can't compete with the big boys anymore. And I thought, anymore. If if that's going to be your, Trent Dilfer, head coach at UAB, at UAB, and I thought anymore, tell me when Trent did UAB compete with Alabama? Tell me when. If, if it's can't compete anymore, tell me when that existed previously, because the portal's going on three so years you, old. You you take that statement way more at face value as it's always been really hard for us to compete with the big boys. 
and now it's almost impossible. But it's always been impossible. It's, it's always, always been. been impossible. No player that had an Alabama offer, a real committable Alabama offer, ever went to UAB. It's true. Same with Auburn. It's true. Yeah. And so I, I hope the angle there is to try to advocate to, to balance things more in their favor. In that, I get. But that that's the kind of stuff, and, and we talked about it a few months ago after National Signing Day Part 2, the talent over the last three years in terms of the, the best recruits in college football is more spread out than it was previously. And, and while, again, it's not perfect, things need to change, this idea that, I mean, you've got guys that sign with the school in February, go through spring, and hit the portal. That's ridiculous. That's just crazy. It's silly. So, so something's got to get one. Yes, do that right. That's that's who I'm I'm referencing. Yeah, guy signed, and uh, his position coach left after he signed. Went through spring. I don't know the reason. I'm just spitballing here. May not like the new position coach or whatever, and left. And that kind of stuff is ridiculous, and they got to find ways to, to curb that. But it, it didn't upset the balance of the sport. When people say that, you, I immediately discredit them. Right away, it's, oh, well, the, the, the rich are getting richer. No, they're not. Not on the hard facts of, the, of where players go, the rich are not getting richer. They're getting slightly poorer. But it's really no change. The same teams are getting the same players. The same teams are not getting the players. Same as it ever was. Hasn't changed it's a bit. It's kind of funny. Look at Mississippi State and Georgia, right? Georgia gets Ra Ra Thomas. Sure. Great. But State last year got Justin Robinson from Georgia, and I am going to go out on a limb here and say that Justin Robinson will have the same amount of production this year that Ra Ra Thomas, or close to it, had last year for Mississippi State. I mean, it's, it's like a trade almost. One guy couldn't play. One guy thought, you know, I can elevate my game. So they, they find that, you know, they, they find a new home and it works. Yeah. And both teams should benefit. Ole Miss got a transfer from Georgia a few years ago when they got Otis Reese. It was before mm-hmm. there was like the no sit out rule. And so he had to kind of fight that yeah. before becoming eligible at the end of that first season. And then he was a difference maker. Role miss on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good move for him. I don't know if he would have been a difference maker at Georgia. He stuck around, maybe so. He's a good player. I mean, Jalen Green left Texas to come to Mississippi State. He was a two-year starter. Couldn't get on the field at Texas. Yeah, good player for Mississippi State. So the quarterback market in the spring piece of the transfer portal is not overly impressive, right? You don't have. He hadn't had big names. You, you you didn't get the kid from Texas. Had an interesting name today. Come in. Tyler Buckner from Notre Dame. I mean, oh. what do you think I was trying to set up there? With you, I don't think you look at Twitter enough, so I just assume you don't know. Yes, but I do read the notes that Michael Borky sends for us from a show preparation standpoint, and I do read websites, even I don't spend as much time on Twitter. I don't know. I don't Unbelievable. Know about you. Oh, thank you. That, that, that's two strikes right there. That In 30 story seconds, right there. that's two strikes. He ruins the build and admits he doesn't read the notes. Strike one, strike two. Ay, ay, ay. So, former Notre Dame starting quarterback <laughs> Tyler Buckner entered the transfer portal today. Yes, he did. 
He did it with a little bit of a caveat. Says he wants to explore his options and decides what's best for his future. And he's put that little asterisk on his name in the portal where he asked not to be contacted by teams. But the expectation is that there are going to be some teams that are really interested in him. Because there are teams that are looking for quarterbacks, and there aren't great quarterbacks in the portal right now. Is Tyler Buckner a great quarterback? Great might be a stretch. Is he a good quarterback? Yeah, he's a good quarterback. Hurt early last year. Played the first two games of the season. Hurt, missed a big part of the year. Drew Pine has to take over. Drew Pine developed and got better throughout the course of the season last year. Sam Hartman comes in in the offseason, the transfer from Wake Forest to Notre Dame. They were continuing to compete for the job, and he's decided to look around. Do you know who his former offensive coordinator is? Tommy Reese. You know where Tommy Reese is now? Offensive coordinator at Alabama. We talked yesterday about what Nick Saban said about the quarterbacks. Hmm. One plus one sometimes equals two. Sometimes. We'll come back and see if Haydad could ruin another tease on the other side of this break as we wrap things up. Talk Jackson. Talk Mississippi. What is going on here? Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. It's about time. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. time sports talk mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk tv josh and laurel said didn't group pine transfer from notre dame also yeah he went to uh, arizona state Orky looked that up during the break somebody said that uh big bear was a bad locker room guy and that's why kirby didn't fight to keep him i don't know man i don't know that kirby didn't fight to keep him maybe maybe you are locked in on the uh, georgia program Will and Eupora wants to know if we could uh, purchase the television broadcast rights to the college baseball games played in Pearl. He says we have our own TV station. Kind of. Put those on Ceasefire TV and stream them. Hmm. But, hmm. On the thought. It is. On the quarterback thing, though. So we, we mentioned yesterday that, that Alabama, after the spring game, Nick Saban uh, ha, has made comments that lead you to believe that he hates his quarterback room. Well, that might be a little strong. He's had better ones. Comments he, or quarterback rooms? Yeah, he's had better quarterback rooms. Yeah. In no fact, I, I think the, the things that he said the last couple of press conferences have been pretty profound and honest. Where uh, One quote where he said, Players think that the portal is a chance for them to find somewhere yeah, better. One way. It's not a one-way street. That's a chance for us to find better than them, too. Yeah. I thought, whoa. That's true. He's, true. That's a message sent to a couple guys in that locker room, I'd be willing to bet. Yeah, I agree. And then this with the quarterbacks. But is, is Tyler Buckner going to make you think that Alabama's quarterback situation is much better than it currently is? I don't. Played well against South Carolina in the Gator Bowl. I say, well, he was 18 of 33 for 273 with three touchdowns, but he threw three picks. Got hurt against Marshall in the second game of the year, a game that Notre Dame lost. 
He's a junior with three years of eligibility remaining. His offensive coordinator is at Alabama now. Hmm. TCU and Stanford. A junior with three years eligibility doesn't compute. It still doesn't. Well, there was a medical red shirt in or uh, there was a red shirt in there. Well, I, I get that. I'm just saying, like, you're a junior. You should have two years of eligibility left. Yeah. Well, he's a okay. I mean, you see what I'm saying. You understand the concept. Yeah, but two years from now, we'll just call him a fifth year senior, and it's all good. Well, two years from now, we'll probably call him an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Auburn's interested, too, which begs another question. Auburn's been interested in every single portal quarterback, all of them, Mm -hmm. every single one. Why don't they have one yet? It's it's odd. It is really odd, and I think that this is probably... Now, I think this is a good fit for Auburn. This is a guy that he should be looking at Auburn... I think his skill set translates to what Freeze can get out of a quarterback. I think, I think that's a good fit. I don't see him as a guy who elevates Alabama over Georgia. So It's interesting the difference between Georgia and Alabama a little bit. Like Georgia is just, okay, we've got our, our, guy, our five-star guys that we recruited, and we're going to put one of them in there, and they're going to be our quarterback. And Alabama, I mean, Milrow's a four-star, Simpson's a five-star, but they are still looking, and they're looking at, like quite honestly, some – Relatively average quarterbacks. Yeah, and I mean, there are people within the Alabama program that thought Ty Simpson had a chance to be the best of all of them. I mean, Alabama has been on this heater at quarterback. You know, with with Jalen Hurts and then Tua Tagovailoa and then Bryce Young and I mean, just don't leave Mac Jones out. Mac Jones in there for a year. Heisman yeah. Sim. He finished second in the Heisman. Finals. I mean, it was finals. Well, I mean, that's his, yeah, finals. Yeah. Um, yeah First round sorry pick? For, sorry for forgetting Mac Jones. Who? But they've been Mike Jones. so good at that position Yeah. Yeah. for basically a decade. After, before that, just being kind of average, he, right? But Because that's all they And even, even with that, I mean, Simmons, Sims and Coker were... National championship playoff quarterbacks. I mean, they weren't putting up huge numbers. McCarron and McElroy won champ. I mean, they were good there. They just didn't yeah. have these. They were good. Game but they didn't have so. the new type quarterback. Right. Right. So they've been. They, they've gone from good, steady, serviceable to elite yeah. at quarterback. Elite, yeah. You're right. You're right. And now there's more of a question mark at that spot. Yeah. Thanks for being with us. Enjoy hey, the Governor's Cup. Before we tonight. get out of here, Richard. Before we get out of here, I just wanted to wish you a happy 425. Okay. You're that guy. I am. I am 100% that guy. I think you got me on March 2nd. Don't don't act like you didn't. No, I didn't. What's well, March 2nd? Yeah, you did. What's March 3 2? 3 2. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That game. You got say it's laughing. It's laughing. We'll have to check in on the day that uh, is the anniversary of Maine becoming a state. Sports talk. Well, you just go nine seven. That's the score of the game. Hmm. Enjoy the governor's I'll cup. Never forget that. Rebels and dogs from Pearl. In just moments. Good night.
Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.